I will defeat you with my medulla oblongata. Sheenbeard Saga, part two. Whoa, is Sheen. And not the good kind of whoa. Not the party demon kind of whoa. <laughs> God. Warm greetings to you, dear readers and listeners. It is time to dip our feet back into the cringe pool as we wade forth through the saga of Sheenbeard. Cast list. Sheenbeard, hey! Titular neckbeard, if you will. A slimy shroom boy who swaddled himself into a small sad sack after Rose set herself free of him. Rose is Sheen's fresh ex-girlfriend. Sweet girl, left in shambles by Sheen's gaslighting and manipulation. Not present in this part, but referred to enough to warrant her a spot in the cast list. Mora, tis I, yo OP, dealing with her own deep depression and trying to manage the subsequent self-loathing by attempting to help others at the expense of her health. God, that is so on the nose. I don't know how to come to grips with it. <laughs> Uh, Whiff is Sheen's new shiny conquest, an unofficial lady of the night, or semi-professional sugar baby, if you will. At the time of this part, she was retired from that lifestyle in order to date Sheen. So probably, yeah, like a uh, legbeard voice for her. That seems like it'll fit. If you missed the previous part, it's just part one. Uh, that link in the description. I think there's even a neat shiny playlist for you to click through. So let's go! Let's go! Where we last left off, Rose had broken up with Sheen and isolated herself to recover from their disaster of a relationship. Sheen, in turn, decided to run to me for empathy and support. Sheen, OP! I don't want to live anymore! I just want to end it all! Okay, here we go. Uh, permanent solutions to temporary problems. That ain't no way to go. So OP says, hey, 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 slow down now. Breakups happen. It's not a reason to go that far. Sheen, no, you don't get it. She was my world. I can't imagine life without her. I got her a PlayStation and everything too. <laughs> oh, there's the clincher. <laughs> I can't believe she would leave me like this. Ugh. With no small effort, I bit back on my words about how little I cared for his precious disc-spinning game box and proceeded to figuratively pat him on the back. <laughs> disc-spinning game box is so reductive. It's perfect. I love the way the OP writes. I've missed this. Whilst doing this... I attempted to fish for more details on what had happened to Rose. Ultimately, I learned very little. Sheen typed out more half-comprehensible tales about Rose's alleged instability and kept circling back to how his life had no meaning now. I mean, I guess admitting the problem is the first step towards finding a solution. Unfortunately, the solution that you might have arrived at is rather dire. I don't want to say he's faking, because maybe he's faking, but it does seem like he's faking, doesn't it? <laughs> I managed to convince him to take it a week at a time for now, and told him to hit me up if things got too drastic inside of his grease globe. <laughs> uh, grease globes by Red X Industry. Over the month that followed, Sheen and I went on to have 
more or less that same conversation a few more times. He'd throw dramatics over his itty bitty broken heart, and I'd do my best to come up with an ever-shrinking list of reasons for him to keep the said four-chamber flesh pump pumping. Eventually, he started to get back on his feet and needed my support less and less. Well, hey, there's something. It magically worked itself out. Next time, direct him to, like, a, a licensed therapist, please. I was fine with letting him fade into the background of my life, and I devoted what energy I had toward dealing with the variety of other disasters that I was running damage control on at the time. Maybe I will address the beard starring in those tales sometime in the future. Oh, yes, don't promise me more. I need more. I'm insatiable. So good. Sheenbeard bought another PlayStation and life went back to relative normalcy. About a year later, I was working on a school project when I suddenly heard my computer go nuts. I abandoned my project for the moment and rushed to see what was happening. Had someone been hurt? Oh, it's a message thing. Bloop, 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 whatever. I like it better with the neckbeard sound effects. <laughs> the way things were in my life, such a high influx of messages didn't typically herald anything good. I clicked my way to whichever DM application I was using at the time and saw the messages were from Sheenbeard. He had found himself a new lady love and was just over the moon about it. I wanted to tell you immediately, OP, so you could validate me. I don't care, bro. Have a nice life. <laughs> I felt my panic subside and I did indeed congratulate him. At this point, despite the annoyance that Sheen on occasion inflicted on me with his excessive dramatics, I had taken to being his friend. Yeah, arm's length type of friend, <coughs> I hope. Keep in mind here that I hadn't heard the truth about how he had treated Rose yet, and I was under the impression that my dear friend had turned into someone unrecognizable as per Sheen's stories. I do feel kind of bad for Rose that OP's like taking Sheen at his word, not investigating the situation a little further, but I don't know, maybe you felt it wasn't your place or something. Rose is the one who ended up cutting OP out because of Sheen's gaslighting. Oh, it's such a tangled web. Textbook maltreatment situation, I think. So we bonded over our mutual loss of Rose and our quote-unquote shared concern over her well-being. I'll let you speculate for now if Sheen was a master manipulator to fool me, or if he was just so delusional that he actually believed his lies himself. We'll get to that part eventually. For now, let's return to the conversation that Sheenbeard and I had the day he introduced me to his new girlfriend. Sheen, Bora! Opi, I really want you to meet her. When are you free? Can't this just stay like an online relationship? I can walk away from the screen whenever I want. Meeting up in real life is a bit too much commitment. <laughs> Opi says, uh, I have to finish this project, but uh, what the hell? You can call me. That's the big brain play right there. Then you don't have to meet up in person. Why don't I ever think of that? <laughs> so we opened up a video call. Sheen was beaming at the camera with his arm wrapped around a woman who seemed equally pleased to be there. She looked like how I'd come to picture an exaggerated stereotype of a Silicon Valley girl. She was pretty. 
really dolled up and adorned in tons of jewelry and accessories. Sheen says, uh, OP, this is Whiff. Whiff, hello! We exchange basic greetings and pleasantries and all that polite getting to know you rhetoric. I don't have the patience for any of this. <laughs> Whiff seemed to be a decent person, even if some of her moral inclinations were a touch foreign to me. She had apparently spent ample time and many of her boyfriend's money in order to receive some big, with a big G, surgical, with a big G, services. Double G's? What are you doing? <laughs> the end result was a little comical to me, but who am I to judge? Surgical self-alteration is quite uncommon where I'm from, so I'm hardly an expert on what's supposed to look good and what's too much. I mean, yeah, it depends on the frame and such like this, but let's just call it what it is. It's probably a bit over the top. You're going for that bimbo look, and that's fine. Some dudes are into that, some chicks are into that. But we gotta call a bimbo a bimbo. <laughs> uh. So Whiff expressed her desire to befriend me, and I obliged. Because that's how friendship works, you know? <laughs> we added each other before the fresh lovebirds parted, and left me working on my project. The image that Whiff had left on me was mostly positive, but I admit I was a little concerned that she might end up turning Sheen into the biggest boob between the two of them if she fell back into her old patterns. A and I think Sheen would be 100% for it. He doesn't see anything past her looks. He's like 100% okay being manipulated and that's a bit of karmic justice if you really think about it. I guess we'll see. At least Sheen hadn't bought her a PlayStation yet. <laughs> uh, yep, that's the biggest side of love of all. So Whiff and I would exchange occasional messages and calls from time to time while Sheen was driving trucks around for lengthy periods. I became her confidant when the rose-tinted glasses that she had been wearing both literally and figuratively, could no longer hide the clear crimson shade of the flags that Sheen had started hoisting up. Oh, see, she's clever. She's only a bimbo on the outside, but she's playing the game on the inside. She's a hustler, baby. Whiff told me stories about how Sheen Beard had begun pressuring her for marriage. She had expressed not being ready for that as of yet, but Sheen somehow refused to comprehend this fact and pushed and pushed her until, just to make him stop pressing, she agreed into a kinda sorta engagement. Well that's not the way marriages work, unless it's a political marriage. <laughs> Things started to escalate for the first time when Sheen took to calling her his wife. Whiff would desperately try to make him understand why this made her uncomfortable, and Sheen would keep sweeping her protests to the side as if they were nothing but specks of Cheeto dust within his keyboard. The keyboard of life and there's only one key on it. Press F to pay your respects. Thank you, comment section. <laughs> now, under these circumstances, you'd imagine someone might start considering leaving the partner who has repeatedly crossed boundaries with them. This is normal for those fabled well-rounded people. <laughs> <laughs> who have formed healthy attachment styles as children and know their worth. Whiff, unfortunately, was not one of these people. Oh, well, that's unfortunate. During our many talks, I had picked up on the fact that Whiff was quite intelligent, even if very traumatized. 
She was able to review her experiences and their background in great detail and seemed to grasp what made different people tick. I imagine this had been very useful in her previous line of work. Unfortunately, she had the self-esteem of a woman who needed constant validation from men, plural. And as such, she couldn't turn that knowledge and understanding into courage for standing up for herself or walking away from the situation. After learning as much as I have about her past and overall relationships with the male half of the population, I believe she had what is in English referred to as daddy issues. I mean, it's so common, I'm, I'm not even surprised anymore. I went out of my way not to call it out early because I knew it would all come out in the wash eventually, you know? I don't know how I could fix the problem, maybe I could just be braver about addressing it in the future. Anyway, one night, Sheen was once again trucking along from one state to another, and Whiff and I were in the middle of a heavy dose of girl talk. Whiff, I think there's something wrong with him. He thinks everything will work out like in a movie all the time. He just keeps pushing me until I give in. Well, that was charming in 90s rom-coms, and apparently this dude is so media-poisoned <laughs> that he just can't see real life anymore. OP replies, this guy has no grasp on reality, Whiff. Nailed it. <laughs> I know it. You know it. You can't let him dictate your life for you. You have the right to demand yourself to be heard. If you don't want him to call you his wife and mislead people around you, it's perfectly okay to correct him. Solid advice. Whiff says, but then we fight about it later and it's so... I'm so tired, Mora. I'm scared of being alone. When he's driving, I feel so lost. I hate being alone at home. Bro, you need to find some self-validation. <laughs> Nobody's gonna fix that for you. OP says, look, you deserve people. You deserve a family and friends, and I agree with you. He does act like a delusional child. Life is not a Hollywood film. You need to tell him that. If you want to stay with him, he needs to leave Fantasyville and move it back on the reality road. Because you can't sustain a relationship like this. And then the next question becomes, is he capable of moving it back on the reality road? Does he even know where the road is anymore? <laughs> uh, Whiff says, I know, but I'm so tired. And that's when I knew Sheenbeard had done it. He had made Whiff lose her fight. She was completely dependent on him, financially and emotionally. She was trapped with no place left to go but to him. Sure, I could listen to her and try to validate her feelings, but living on a whole different continent, I had no way of helping her in any practical sense. She had been effectively isolated. Back then, I didn't know about all those strategies that naughty partners would use to make their targets ever more vulnerable. I could see that Whiff had formed an unhealthy dependency on Sheen, but it would be years until it finally dawned on me just how systematic and above all, relentless he was in forcing his partners to join him in his fantasy world. Yeah, he ain't stupid, he just looks like that. <laughs> he wouldn't be able to lure multiple people into this trap if he was really so incompetent, and I think that's the scariest part about him. 
So to address the earlier question of whether Sheen was just delusional or a dangerous manipulator, the answer is, as Miguel and Tulio said on the road to El Dorado, both, both, both. This made Sheen exceptionally difficult for his partners to handle. His delusions made him seem genuine and like he had serious convictions and faith in his dreams and made it harder for his victims to spot the blatant manipulation that he exercised on them. To be honest, I am to this day not fully convinced that he himself understood just how malevolent his actions were. And he probably still thinks that his actions were part of achieving some greater destiny that he had foreseen. Please seek therapy, bro. <laughs> <laughs> this is such a weird way of thinking. Nothing and no one could stop him from single-mindedly pursuing his obsession of getting his picture-perfect way in everything. Not even the most reasonably constructed arguments, enforced with bulletproof logic, and even pleas for some basic human decency. What a disgusting burden on the world's oxygen supply Sheenbeard is. Can't even argue with it, you're just preaching truth right now. Unfortunately for Whiff, she fell deeper under Sheen's demands and compromised on her own wishes over and over until one morning a message dropped into chat. Sheen, OP, Whiff and I are expecting a baby. Oh no. Oh no. Anyway, thank y'all for reading slash listening to today's story. I hope that you enjoyed it. I know I left it on quite a cliffhanger, but it was the best place to put a pause on the saga until I get the next part out. Should be a lot sooner this time, as the events that follow these ones are carved into my memory far better. Just you wait. Until then, Mother of Rain. Honestly, dude, that is a fate worse than death. <laughs> now you're linked to this person for life. It's you're carrying around his DNA. Oh my god. What a situation to get yourself in with. Why you done this? She knows her worth. She should have just stuck to that hustler lifestyle. I don't know how Sheenbeard convinced her to to stay pinned down like this. God. And OP's being so like vague and cryptic about the next part that you know I got to go look what it is. I can't help myself at this point, so we're going to jump into it uh, right now. Sheenbeard Saga, Part 3. Sheen caught a whiff. Oh, breaks your heart, doesn't it? Oh, ahoy, cringe crew! <laughs> Are ye ready to leave the safety of solid land and board this ship, attempting to brave the restless waters that form the vast ocean of delusion? I am. I definitely am. Beware, travelers, for a sheen beard lurks beneath the waves, only surfacing to hunt for new prey to subdue and drag into the depths. And so deep does he swim that the rays of reason cannot hope to penetrate the darkness that shrouds him. Trust me, for I've tried more times than I'm proud of. I tried. Call me Ishmael! Starbuck is the great white whale! I'll get you, mommy dick! Cast list! Yeah, it's the same! Off we are, mateys! Ho ho ho! Oh, yo ho ho. 
Damn it, I, I santed the pirate. Pirate Santa's here. <laughs> In the last part, Sheen had just sent me a message which displayed words that would haunt me for the next few months. Sheen, Bora, Whiff and I are expecting a baby. Baby, baby, oh no. I took a pause. Whiff had been very vocally opposed to ever having children just two months prior. Yeah, why don't you just stick with that? That was good, do that. <laughs> did she change her mind or did Sheen pressure her into this as well? Whiff was not known for being in a great mental state and at least according to Sheen, had a strong tendency to deal with it by drinking excessively. How would she manage a pregnancy with her depression? Could she put aside her unhealthy coping mechanisms? Was it really any of my business bringing these concerns up? Then the thought of Sheenbeard as a father crawled its way into my consciousness and I felt my heart and my stomach switch places. For the sake of the unborn child, yeah, it's definitely your place to bring these concerns up. Whiff can drink to excess, harden her liver all she wants, but as soon as a baby's involved, yeah, somebody's gotta step in on behalf of the child. As terrible a situation as this is, alright? At least give the little guy a fighting chance, for God's sake. Alright, so what would this child learn from a father who believes rock-solidly in Hollywood endings and the Chosen One narratives? Would he start imposing his fantasy world onto this child? I had no doubt in my mind about that. Whiff could see that he lacked contact with reality and had still been exhausted into submission. What chance could an impressionable child actually have? Ugh, I took a few deep breaths and slowly managed to convince myself that it was none of my business and there was virtually nothing I could do anyways. I wrote a brief congratulations to Sheen and sat back. I would at least ask Whiff about the sudden change of heart later on. Don't ever allow yourself to convince yourself into non-action, okay? All that is required for evil to prosper is for good men and women to do nothing. I hope the conversation later is deep and involved. So anyways, later did turn out to be quite a bit later. Life gets in the way and time zone differences can be hard to navigate. And if I'm being entirely honest with myself and with you all, I was dreading this conversation. I was far, far from being ready to think about babies and felt downright unfit to have much of an opinion on the situation. Okay, but we can all agree that fetal alcohol syndrome is bad, right? We can agree on that? By the time Whiff and I sat down for a late night video chat, she was very visibly pregnant. Oh man, OP, you might have waited a little bit too long. <laughs> it's not good. Whiff told me all about the challenges of pregnancy and how much discomfort she was starting to be in. I eventually managed to ask her what had changed her mind about motherhood. Whiff's expression twisted a little before she took a deep breath and began to share. She had indeed been opposed to having children and that had never changed. Somehow Sheenbeard had convinced her to get off the pill under the guise of the pill making Whiff more irritable and depressed. Now I know that the pill can impact some women's mood very negatively, but in the case of Whiff, yeah, I still doubt it. 
And really, it's not up to Sheen Beard anyways. What the hell is this? Whiff had been on the pill for years because of her prior uh, occupation, and she noticed no such side effects when she had first started on him. Anyway, after getting her off the pill, Sheen had made up some crap about him being totally infertile, and he got her to agree to some unprotected boom-boom, saying that the odds of him getting her knocked up were, like, so low that they would have to bother with rubbers at all. Then at some point, Whiff had started to show symptoms, and there it was. Surprise Pikachu face. <laughs> uh, oh, no! Sheenbeard had rejoiced and made a big speech about destiny and how this might be his once-in-a-lifetime chance to have a child, thus guilting Whiff into keeping the baby. Nah, you need, you need to get rid of that thing. <laughs> I'm sorry. Generally, I don't advocate for that, but you know it's gonna be half-beard. <laughs> you just can't do this. At least Sheenbeard fully realizes it probably, yeah, is his once-in-a-lifetime chance. <laughs> Nobody's gonna agree to this voluntarily. Oh, Lord. I had no clue how I managed to keep my eye from visibly twitching. It's not that I think most people share their infertility issues with their friends on the regular, but Sheen was different. He always overshared everything. If there was a challenge in his life that he could milk attention and or pity points with, he would do it. Years later, Sheen would say some things to me, we'll get into that in future parts, that made me certain that his claims about infertility had been exaggerated at best and lies snatched from the wind at worst. Very carefully, I inquired as to whether Whiff had any doubts about the truthfulness of Sheen's words, and again, she grimaced. Whiff, Honestly, yeah, it did occur to me. It's a bit too late to back down now, though. She laid a hand on her belly. <sighs> OP says, I guess that's true. Are you happy at least? I mean, is this what you want? Whiff, I don't know. I'm not sure what I'm doing anymore. I don't want any harm to come to the baby, though. OP gently. Is Sheen still as delusional as before? <laughs> I don't know how you could say that gently, but I'm just gonna assume OP did. Uh, Whiff says, I wish I could say no, but honestly, it's been worse. Whenever I talk to him about my worries regarding the pregnancy or parenthood or the future, he just says, it's gonna be okay, babe. It's nice he wants to comfort me, but... OP, it would be nice to know that the words come with, like, actual plans on how to handle these potential issues. That's not all just, well, it's okay because I said it's okay. Whiff nodded and shifted uncomfortably. OP, do you think you can protect the kid from his delusions? Whiff, I'm, I'm going to try. Well, that is some weak language right there. You're already setting yourself up for failure. Yes, I love this child. I will protect him. I can do it or I will die trying. You know? Eh, she don't get it yet. Once the kid pops out, once you look in his face, even if he is happy, and I'm sure he's cute. 
<laughs> it was my turn to nod and try for a reassuring smile. It was a relief to see that she was still able to see some shreds of the truth. OP, Whiff, could I ask you a bit more of a pushy question? Whiff says, yeah, OP. Do you think that staying with him is the right choice for you and the baby? We both know the guy. He might not be full-on malicious, but it's pretty clear that he constantly bulldozes all over your boundaries. How confident are you that you'll be able to hold your ground against him in the future when it comes to safeguarding your baby? It's not really my place to butt in, but listening to you? Yeah, I, I worry. He is going to grind her down. Yes, pull her out. But you can't pull her out if she don't want to be pulled out, you know? Whiff shifted again and seemed to think about it. OP, are you okay? Whiff, yeah, I just... <laughs> I really need to pee. OP, oh, yeah, go, go. Whiff started to push off her bed. Whiff said, Mora... I need to think more about this. I've been mulling over something similar a little while now. I got back in touch with my parents, and my mother said similar things to what you just did. I haven't decided anything yet, but I'm thinking. And don't tell Sheenbeard, though. Please. OP? Oh, absolutely not. He may be my friend. Well, kinda. But I care about you, too. More, even. <laughs> you get to decide what's best for you. I won't hinder that in any way. I don't know much about babies and all this, but if you need a friendly ear or a friendly shoulder, you know where to find me. Then Whiff said urgently, Yeah, I'll be in touch. I'm really gonna go and talk to you another time, OP. Bye! The call ended. Sheen was definitely creeping up on her, wasn't he? I turned off the laptop and curled up under my blanket. I was cautiously hopeful for Whiff but I knew that leaving Sheenbeard would be a challenge for her. Whiff was just not an independent person. When she was alone, she could think clearly, but the second Sheen stepped in, her grievances would disappear. In that last part, I talked about how Sheen had isolated her and continuously pushed her out of her comfort zone so that he could live out his fantasies. <sighs> I cut Whiff a lot of slack because of the clear issues that she had, but... I do think it's fair to admit that she wasn't just a helpless victim through and through. There were a number of reasons for why she put up with Sheenbeard's antics. He provided her with her desired lifestyle as well. Sheen would regularly surprise Whiff with gifts and pay for all her expenses and whims. Sheen fawned over her and showered her with constant attention. Only when Sheen was away for longer periods of time, and Whiff felt like her needs were not being met sufficiently, would she then complain about Sheen. Ultimately, I think they were both using each other in their own ways. With that being their dynamic, is it really any wonder that the relationship was practically a toxic sludge bucket incarnate? I mean, it's sort of the, the deal in all relationships, isn't it? It's a two-way street. Sometimes one person gets a much shorter end of the stick. And now, whether she stays with Sheenbeard or not, she, she's got this uh, attachment <laughs> for 18 years, at least. So yeah, I, I definitely feel more bad for her, even if she is being provided for. That's fine. I think anybody would take that offer up. <laughs> uh, so we've been giving Whiff quite a bit of attention in this part. 
Let's talk about Sheenbeard for a change, shall we? I mentioned earlier that Sheen drove trucks for a living. It's a common job, I hear. <laughs> but at one point, he also sold vitamins. Hey! I'm 95% sure that these vitamins in question were a part of some classic pyramid scheme. <laughs> that career ended quite obscurely and suddenly. As for trucking, we never discussed his job much, but he shared his plans for buying a couple of trucks of his own, hiring a new driver, and starting his own business. He was going to do that quote-unquote very soon and make a lot of money. This never happened. <laughs> uh, good. He doesn't deserve the success even if he was motivated enough for it. Sheen just could not manage to shake his habit of random impulse purchases and failed to accumulate any savings. And just like the vitamin business, this plan was never mentioned again. There are a couple of other careers that Sheen tried his hand at, and you will hear about them yet. Then we can laugh, or cry together. <laughs> or bang our heads on a figurative wall in order to forget about the absolutely mind-boggling degree of stupid that fertilized these endeavors. I'm excited. Soup tube. It's a system of tubes that delivers soup throughout the city. It's a brilliant idea. Give me some money. <laughs> Startup capital. <laughs> that ought to be enough for today. My head is spinning with all the repressed memories. It's a bit of an exercise to dig all this up and transfer it to paper in a comprehensible format. Also, you may have noticed that my disdain for Sheenbeard spiked during the end of the last part. This isn't so much due to the events described in the story, but rather the fact that Rose finally opened up to me about some deeper degrees of maltreatment that Sheen had imposed on her. Oh, Jesus. Out of love and respect towards my friend, I will not disclose any of those details here, but I will say this. If at any point in the past I had known about these details, I'd have pointed Sheen towards the nearest rope shop when he was struggling with However, once this saga is done, I feel the itch to hunt him down and lay at least a few well-chosen words upon his slimy ears. I still have two to three parts worth of Sheen stories left to write, however, and it is entirely possible that I'll have cooled down by the time we get there, so don't get your hopes up for a freshly explosive ending just yet. Regardless, there will be a part where I finally snap and call him out in a less-than-sweet way. Next time, a star is born. Until then, stay sane. Yeah, we're trying. <laughs> Sign Mother of Rain. Hey, that rhymes. Killer story, as always. I, I'm enjoying this series on another level. He is a complete dirtbag. I cannot wait to see him get his comeuppance, but, you know, it, it sounds like he's still free and walking around. He's not outright physical with any of his partners, so I don't know. Maybe the best punishment that we can inflict on him is just allowing him to continue to live his completely mediocre life. You know? <laughs> sometimes that's all we get, sometimes that's fine. Uh, there's one other part of Sheenbeard up right now. I'm probably gonna wait for part number five so I can do four and five together, like we did this video. 
Sounds like a plan. I hope you enjoyed this one. Let me know in the comments. Like, subscribe, do all those things if you haven't. Ring the bell. Hey, share the video around. That's all important. Uh, social medias, links in the description. Twitter, TikTok, Discord. I use all of them occasionally. Thank you to my Patreon patrons, my gorgeous, wonderful, beautiful, generous YouTube channel members. Keep yourself safe out there. Wash your hands. Join us again tomorrow. And of course, always remember, friends, that you are loved, you are worthy, you definitely, definitely deserve it, and I shall see you in the next one. So until then, friends, bye-bye.